Blog Talk Radio. Hey, Green Living Guy here. How's it going? Uh, it's a nice day over here in New York. Looking at the weather outside, it's a little chilly. Not too bad, but the sun's out. Nice day. Looking forward to everything. And I'm here now. Going to be talking to you inevitably with a couple of people here about electric cars. More importantly, about electric car infrastructure. Um, for all those out there, thanks for your support. Like a guy like uh, Jay over at Egg Geothermal, and uh, you have a lot to say, guys. They're great, and um, you can see them on my website. And we're going to get this going. And we have on the air Michael or Andy. We have Andy Kennard on the air. How are you doing, Andy? Thanks for coming Wonderful, on the uh, Green Living Show. How's it going, man? Doing doing really well. You seem like a little busy over there. <laughs> oh, we are. We are crazy busy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just got a release for everyone that's out there. They're the Car tr- car, uh, excuse me, car Charging Group Incorporated, which is basically a started in, in Florida, South Florida. It's an electric car infrastructure market building uh, mechanism, and it helps us to build out this issue, which is the infrastructure for electric cars, which or plug-in hybrid electric cars at that matter, too. Um, and, you know, there's so many cars coming out today. Uh, why, why don't you uh, tell us what got you in the business in the first place there, Andy? Well, I um, I actually have, have worked with electric vehicles before. I was uh, an engineer at, um, at the electric utility down here in Florida for, for – 15 okay. years, and, and I worked with their electric vehicle program about uh, about 10 years ago. Oh, that's fantastic. We had, uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, we had Ford Ranger pickups um, oh, yeah. that were all electric. We had yeah. the uh, RAV4s. I was, I was the New York Power Authority. Oh, okay. So, uh, and then we also had about 20 of the, the GM EV1s, and yeah. uh, those were great cars. And the, it went just about like it did in the, in the movie, Who Killed the Electric Car? They showed up one day and took the cars away and put them in crushers. So. Yeah. I um, I was out of the electric car business for a while. Decided this was a, a good time to get back into it. The Obama administration seems to uh, to be pushing it very well. And I think you know, in the past it seemed like when um, when the price of oil dropped, everyone stopped thinking about EVs. But I think we've gotten to the point now where there's so many other issues involved, you know, national security and environmental issues that. Uh, it, I'm sorry, a, I had a little something in my throat there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, uh, I think, is one example of. Exactly, and that you know that. Yeah. That didn't even have anything to do with it, but yeah, it, it's to the right. point now where there's no stopping it. So right. uh, at right. the end end of last year, we uh, we uh, took this company public, and what we were looking for is, is something that um, something that nobody else was doing, and we thought that actually providing um, locations to charge the the cars was was kind of the missing piece. There's plenty of manufacturers out there manufacturing cars and manufacturing batteries. Um, there's plenty of people manufacturing car chargers. But uh, you know, how are they going to get these chargers out and, and, and in places where people can use them? We thought that was a, a, the missing piece in the whole equation. So that's what we're doing. We're going around and, and signing up, um, you know, commercial establishments, malls, um, uh, shopping centers, apartments, condos, and big what we'll do. Ticket item places. Big you places. Know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. People ask me all the time, "Are you going to be putting these units in uh, gas stations?" And I always say, "You know, I don't really want to spend an hour or two hours at a gas station." So. Right. No, I w- pick some place where I wouldn't mind killing an hour or two, and and we'll talk to them about putting some units in. Hmm. So, um, so what, what about we do? Fast charging. 
Well, I think that's uh, something that's going to come, and, and, and it's going to be great when it does get here. But there's some issues with it now. It has, a, you know, it doesn't have a great impact on the um, on the uh, electric grid. Nobody wants to fast charge at uh, at midnight. They always want to do it at, at two in the afternoon when Correct. when uh, yeah. the peak demands are. Also, the the car manufacturers are um, they're not real big on it. Um, you know, they, they're they're worried about the, the lifespan of the first uh, iteration of their batteries. And uh, charting something very quickly is not really good for it. So I think it's definitely going to come. We're, you know, we're exploring different uh, options with it. Um, but well, it's just not going to come. Is the environment doing it with Think? Well, there's a lot of different people that actually make the, the, the chargers. Um, yeah. But um, the, the next question is how do you make it economically viable? You know, we've, got, we've got to figure out how to make level two charging uh, economically yeah, viable. Yeah, a at a time, understood. We'll work on three later, yeah. Yep, I'm with you. So... Uh, you started up this company, Electric Car Charging Group, after your time in the utilities down there. And uh, Yeah, I didn't actually start it up. They, there were some really smart people that understood the business okay. side of it, and I understood the technical side of it. So we got we got put together and okay. uh, and went public end of last year. You went public. That's yeah. why you were in the uh, – right, because you're on the street. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's a serious step in the right direction. Uh, oh, yeah. So you're working – are you working with or are you competing with or are you in synergy with uh, something like, because I have yet to figure out what it is because there's just too many companies, you know, trying to get into it. Well, is like a project better place or echo totality, which seem like people that want to do types of infrastructure too. So are they your competitors? Or? Uh, in a sense, yeah. Um, uh, Better Place seems to be uh, more concerned with the battery swapping. Uh, personally, I don't think that's a really uh, a really good business model. Um, why don't, I don't why think, don't you think that? Well, he, he, you're not going to be able to talk the uh, the large car manufacturers into putting the same battery in all of their cars. Um, mm-hmm. Even if you could, or, or well, you're not going to, but uh, even if you could, the um, you're going to have to inventory quite a number of batteries, and batteries are the yeah. most expensive part of the electric car. So you've got to have a warehouse full of them, uh, and then you've got to build this extremely expensive swapping station, you know, yes. It's, yes. a robotic swapping station, uh, and you're not going to be able to build them all over the place. So if I've got to drive 20 miles out of my way to get to one, what's the point, you know? Right. Okay. So... Your idea is doing like level two, like I guess comparable to Avcon style charging, which I guess is six to eight hours type charging. Uh, it, it all depends on the car. You know, we're dealing with two different types of vehicles here. We're dealing with um, fully electric and plug-in hybrids. Correct. The, Correct. the fully electrics have a lot bigger batteries. Yep. So you know the the the, um, the Nissan Leaf is going to take about seven hours on level two. But okay. cars spend the majority of their lives sitting somewhere. You know, they're not. Well, you got to go to work and you got to go to sleep. Right, and uh, in the middle <laughs> of the day, you got to go. In the car sh- most of the time doing that, so. Right, you, you got to go shopping. You got to do, you know, got to go to movies. Yes. Yeah. So why not just pick where the cars are and put the chargers there? And you don't want to do anything with a gas station on level three because you're not there yet. So your. Um, we is, we would, yeah, we're definitely looking at it. It's just uh, I don't think it's anything you're going to see for at least a year. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I can agree yeah. with that. And we're we're I tell you we're we're busy enough with level two chargers right now. I can now, only so. imagine. I mean, there's enough cars coming to market that are going to need the necessary infrastructure, and you've got enough years now that'll spread out, I guess, uh, incentive, financial yeah. incentive with, from the government that will enable you to basically get the infrastructure out there. It gets to a yeah, point we've got a where bit it's of time. very perpetual. It looks like it's, right. you're getting almost to a 
you're almost getting perpetual. Uh, how many inf- charging stations do you have in South Florida? Um, in your marketplace, we we are getting our first one online any second now. Like it was maybe even today. Um, we've got the probably three or four other ones that should come online very soon. The the problem is I'm having trouble getting the level two chargers. That everyone you know they 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 standardized the level two charging. Uh, the units have the J1772 head on it. Yeah. Um, all the cars Just will be so able to. Just for people that. aware out there, the J1772. What he was referring to is there's a specific kind of like UL rated, approved, standardized charger that you will take and put into your car, guys. And that's what he's talking about in relation to a standardized thing, so that. There is some. There might be some differences in how it looks, people, but what's in the guts is standardized, right? It's Am just I like a. It's like a. It's like a gas pump. Yeah, any, any gas pump will work in any car. Yeah. Exactly. And, yes. And that was not the case uh, ten years ago when. Oh gosh. When no. the no. first round of electric when vehicles we came out, started, yeah, when we were doing this for NIPA, or I, or I was doing NIPA and you were doing down there, you know, were you Florida Power and Light? Right. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so, and, and that was a big issue. That, they yeah, mentioned that in the movie Who Killed the Electric Car. That was one of the, the problems with it. You just, you know, everybody had a different charger. So this go-round, right. everything's standardized. Uh, they got this this unit uh, standardized, you know, maybe at the end of the year, and they were going to start making, everybody was going to start making the, the chargers, but um, then everyone had to take their chargers and go get them UL approved because right. they, they got this new J7072. Created a little bit of a bottleneck at UL. So um, I can... I can put out level one chargers right now, and that's what I'm doing. And then once the the level twos show up in uh, in June, then I can just go out and swap out the guts. It's not hard. Well, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, because I'm I love talking about plug-in hybrids and electric cars. But if you've got a plug-in hybrid electric car from like A123 Systems or something like that, mm-hmm. you can use level one charging, correct? Absolutely. The, yeah, yeah, that's all you can use with the with the, with the so, high motion. Right. Um, don't think people that you know so. The, that's why you should be – I've been always talking to people about the idea of building your own plug-in hybrid while you're waiting. If you've got a second-generation Toyota Prius, you've got a gold mine. Yeah. You don't even know it, right? Yeah, you know? right. Bring right. that over to A123 Systems and we're a high-motion dealer, and, and you're talking about some transforming that to basically an electric car with the option of fuel. It's fantastic. Uh, well, actually, it, it's not. Uh, it's not going to run like they don't work like the Chevy Volt. They don't go full electric and then for 40 miles or whatever. They do uh, gas and electric for 40 miles, and you get over 100 miles per gallon during no, that. No, I, I was actually in an A123 car, and the the electric goes first, and once they deplete it, then it goes hybrid. At least the car I was in, it was all. Uh, we were driving around Millwood and Chappaqua around here, and it was. When you look on the screen, it was depleting the battery, the 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 additional battery pack first. Right. It, it, if you don't accelerate very hard, you it'll stay all battery until you get to 37 miles an hour. Correct. And then Which the, is basically an around the town electric car. Yeah. Well, I, but the, the thing is, you don't you should just drive it like your regular regular car. You know, you right. don't don't. Uh, <laughs> I've I've driven quite a few high motions, and you spend I spend way too much time staring at the screen instead of staring yeah. at the road. <laughs> That's that's you know like texting and driving. Yeah, yeah. Not a good idea. But uh, yeah, that's a great uh, <laughs> plug-in hybrids are a great bridge to fully electrics and you know maybe, maybe plug-in hybrids will stay. They're but, the gateway. Um, They're without yeah. a doubt a gateway to 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 you know to it. 
And you yeah, know, there's, we all want there's the a lot of people say, car, but the plug-in hybrid is going to get us there without a doubt. Yeah, a lot of people say, oh, an electric car just won't do what I needed to do. Well, a plug-in hybrid will. If you need to go right. on vacation, you need to drive across the state line, whatever, you can do it. But I, I said this to somebody else recently that my uncle-in-law finally said to me, of all the years I've been doing this, he finally said, now that GM Volt is something I can work with. Yeah, it's like, getting really good reviews from what, I, what I've been reading. <laughs> You want to try that one again? You know. Well, the people that have I been test driving it. it. I couldn't believe it. You know, I just couldn't believe. And somebody had told me, Chelsea Sexton from Who Killed the Electric Car, told me that uh, this could be a game changer. Yeah. It, 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 it will be it a game needs to work. And it really is. Because you get two for the price of one, and it's just the first generation. This is, a, this is like the first generation of the Toyota Prius. Remember that? When it was like, yeah. you know? And then it turned into a whole other level. So this this is only the beginning, and it's extremely exciting. I remember uh, I was at the New York Auto Show seeing Toyota promoting their plug-in hybrid electric car coming out soon with that level two charging you're talking about. Yeah, don't you, you only get about, uh, what, 11, 12 miles of full electric on the, uh, on the Prius, on the yeah. Prius yeah. PHEV, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, they, they, I think they're... They're slow to move away. They spent so much time developing the, the hybrid market. They're a little slow to move away from it into the plug-in side. Right. Whereas GM um, is full bore. Um, yeah, they got a lot of eggs in that one basket. <laughs> yeah, you can say in one basket, which is a problem, and hopefully they'll start bringing back EV1s, but that's a whole, my, you know, my dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that car, if it, you know, the philosophy, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, they didn't have to fix that EV1. And that no, it was, that, was a, that was a fun car. If anything, you just add lithium batteries now. Yeah. Hopefully, or something that, that will enable it to go further. Because that car was it, people. Whenever you hear about it, I've driven in it. And I only got one opportunity, and ironically, it was down south. Because, you know, Georgia Power and FPL, Florida Power and Light, they had the uh, EV1s while we had the RAVs and the Think Cities. So um, it's quite interesting. See, yeah, uh, but I, I actually drove the EV1 for about two years, and it was it was a lot of fun because every time you know every time you came out of the grocery store, there was five people standing around the car, and you had I to have a, a fifteen yes. minute conversation. It was a lot of fun. Yes, 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 yes. I talk about that in with uh, in my book, Build Your Own Electric Vehicle. Then the electric car basically becomes like you better learn to be sociable. Oh yeah, really quick. <laughs> I mean, not, driving people it. people yeah. will yell at you while you're driving. You know, you got to answer questions going 45 miles an hour down the road. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> I drove to Think City in Manhattan recently, and I reminisced about the whole, you know the whole time of uh, this story about me blowing away a cabbie, and before you know it, this cabbie honks his horn, and I said, "Oh, we got to do this again." <laughs> <laughs> Roll down the window. He asked, "Is that a smart car?" I said, "No, it's the Think City Electric. It's coming out soon." He's like, oh, electric, that's like it's going to be as fast as Tesla. I'm like, not fast, that fast, but fast enough. And I hit the accelerator yeah. and took off. You know, it was like, he got it. Yeah. Just, that's, he um, got it really quick. In the, uh, the EV1s, there was nothing out there on the road that could beat me to 35 miles an hour. Um, surprised me. Yeah. It would just snap your neck back, and the, you know, the car would lean one direction because of the torque. And then at about... Yeah, you know, about 35 miles an hour, the guys in the uh, in the Mustangs would get irritated with me, and they, you know, 
yep. waste two gallons of gas to, <laughs> to right. catch up to me. And they, at about 35, they'd come flying by, but uh, nothing yes. could beat me to 35. Yep, but it took them a while to get there. Yeah. <laughs> and a, it lot them a lot of, of engine. <laughs> a lot of engine, a lot of fuel to do yeah. that. Um, whereas, of course, we know the electric car is, you know, it's extremely efficient. It's, it's, it, there's electric transportation all around this every day in all shapes and sizes, and people should just realize it's going to be as easy as pie to bring it to cars. We just have to... As we've been talking about, you know, in this country, about, you know, the next great Manhattan-style project, next great thing. You know, the American Railroad was the first, and transportation and the energy sector is, is now. And that's what, you know, people like you are doing. So you recently hired on some new staff. Why don't you tell me about that and, uh, are you why, talking about, and uh, why you did that? About Yeah, about Michael, Michael. Farkas. Yeah. Michael's actually been around for a while. We just thought it was a t- it was time for him to, to assume the position of CEO. Uh, and he's okay. um, he's a very smart guy. Works at uh, raising capital and understands the business models very well. Uh, and like okay. I said, I'm I'm the technical guy. I've got the, the electric car background and the uh, electric sure. utility background. Uh, as a matter of fact, Michael is uh, the reason he's not on the call today is because he's getting his visa uh, straightened out. He's literally traveling around the world. Um, that doesn't. Yep, I can see that coming next week. Yeah, he's going to be. Uh, <laughs> He, there's several cities that he stops in and, and, and never even spends the night in the hotel. He just gets back yep. on the plane five hours yep. later and wow. sleeps on the plane. But uh, I think he's going to about nine different countries um, before he he's comes like back. Austin Powers, baby. Exactly. He printed out his itinerary, and it was about two and a half pages, you know. Oh, man. Just of the flight. On the regular. Yeah, yeah. just every, you know, every day. Here's the backup, people. Wow. That's, that, well... He was, gotta be doing he, that in this world to be able to make. He it. was trying to add one more city yesterday. I haven't spoken to him since then. He was trying to see he's if he needed to go man. to Germany. He's a madman. Yeah. He's a mad. Well, you know, that's great that you guys can bring on somebody. Now, Mike, tell me a little bit more about Michael's. I mean, and, and for the listeners out there, why um, Michael is into this and what what brought him on board? And you said he's been around, but could you explain? He's that a actually bit the one more? that. He's actually the one that put the whole thing together. He's a, he spotted that uh, you know taking a, a company public and uh, was the way to, to finance this. And um, there, there just seems to be a disconnect. That you know you've got a, a bunch of very very uh, big manufacturers are going to be are making the uh, the cars. Big manufacturers are going to be making the batteries. Big manufacturers are going to be making the chargers. But how do you how do you tie all the things together? There was a, a, a missing America. piece there. Right. That's yeah. America. You can only so, get so far to the road, people. <laughs> yeah. Until, and he, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. He decided that was something that we needed to try to exploit, something that, that, that needed to be done and needed to be handled by private enterprise. The government wasn't going to do it, and that's, no. that's no. one of the issues we face. I can't, one of my biggest problems is that I cannot resell electricity in the majority of the states. So if, um, if, you, if you go to one of our public chargers, I can't charge you for the amount of kilowatt hours that you use. Because now, that would be the, how do you get the re- where's the revenue come in from? Well, what I'm what I'm gonna what I'd like to do I, I was gonna charge you for the amount of hours that you're at the charger. Oh, hours like a rental. Right, and the only reason for doing that is just to sidestep the issue of resale of electricity. It, it's like telling a gas station they can't charge per gallon. Well, how else do you charge? Do you know? it. Yeah. Well, I guess they want to create a whole new format. Well, and eventually we, all, we will be able it. to. You know, it's the way to at least start the market space until you have to come. Start to making money, and then, yeah, eventually I need to be able to charge per kilowatt hour because that's, that's, you know, I, I some, feel, yeah, some cars, 
I hear you. Some cars hold a lot more electricity than other cars. They should pay for how much electricity they consume. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And that's and what it, we'll get to, but we just don't have it yet. And if, are you guys, where do you stand, I would assume if you, it's positive, but where do you stand on vehicle-to-grid type charging programs? All of the, the, the chargers we're using right now are the Coulomb chargers. They're all V2G compatible. Okay. Uh, to be honest with you, I, it doesn't, I'm not doing backflips over V2G. Um, I, I, it seems like if it was uh, if it was economically viable, the utilities would just buy the batteries themselves and, and use the batteries to. Well, uh, that was the first question I had, but yeah, I mean, I, I want it to work. I want vehicle to grid to work because I love the idea of basically doing having your cars almost equivalent to in a solar panel. Right. To feed my house, I can understand, but I just don't think there's going to be enough revenue generated for me to double the amount of cycles on my battery and thus reduce the lifespan by half. You know? Oh, by half. Well, I'm just saying if you if you if you do V2G every day, then you're going to be doubling the amount of cycles and you're having yeah. the life of the whatever. Maybe I read it would be an quite... article recently in Treehugger that talked about how wind farms are starting to use or are interested in possibly inevitably using old electric car batteries. Right. That's that's what I think has more promise than than V2G is is battery farms. Battery when the, okay. Right. When the when the batteries don't you know the the the, the capacity gets down to below eighty percent of what it originally was. Right. You know, it's my, probably time to change the batteries out. But there's still life in those batteries. So you take them all somewhere. You stack them up. You charge them at night. Or you you put them uh, at a wind farm, and you know the, the problem with wind farms is they produce uh, electricity very erratically, and it, it causes problems for the grid because it's not a steady load. So uh, if you run those into batteries and then just tap off of them when uh, when the grid needs help, then it makes a lot of sense. And, and then you know as as those batteries finally do you know go down dwindle down to nothing, then you can recycle them. But there's quite what a bit of life in them. Solar farms? Do you think it could work for solar farms too? Uh, solar farms are pretty. You, you put enough of them out there, and then and they um, they have a lot steadier uh, output. Yeah. Unlike wind farms, which are really sporadic. We're talking about a lot so, of but then again, I, people at the Green Living Guy Show. We're going from electric car infrastructure to solar energy, and you know what's great about it, people, and what it, which just it brought me to this thought is that it's all connected. Yeah. <laughs> so don't I think was, we're just flying off the handle, people. It's really all interconnected. And that's what's the greatness of, of uh, this whole economy that's provided to us. Because when you deal with a car, you still have to deal with its energy, and you still have to create the energy, and you've got to figure out a way with the batteries. It's like we're, like, you know, blazing the trail here. On yeah, I am. Um, you know, we're actually about. registering uh, in, with, in several states to be trying to right now anyway, yeah. uh, register to be electric resellers, which will um, allow us to do a lot of things. Uh, It'll allow us to purchase electricity uh, at a lower rate, okay. uh, but also I can I can begin to offer some premium products when that happens. If if someone wanted to, uh, let's say, only run their EV on solar power or on wind power, then I could do that for them. They would just you know buy the original electricity from us. I'd go out and buy the the solar credits or the wind right. credits. Right. But then right. you would you would have you know the holy grail. You would have a a truly zero emission vehicle. Yes, which is the goal. That's, I mean, the, that's, that's really what the everybody wants, yeah. You know, I mean, and it's not just something of like, oh, pie in the sky or or, or something. I mean, this can happen. I said to a bunch of kids today in my, my son's uh, first grade class, I said, when they tell you that there's not enough solar energy out there, 
you tell them that in one hour in every day you have enough solar energy to power up the world for a year. Yeah. So there's plenty of it. We just got to get the gravitas, I guess. <laughs> well, I, I you know, <laughs> step up because if not, the Chinese are going to come in on this. And frankly, do we want that? Well, if we want solar, we want renewable energy, we want uh, zero we emission it, energy. Yeah, I don't care who has it. it. Here too, you know? Yeah, and I, you know, I think if we subsidized uh, solar and wind like we subsidized gas oil, oil it would. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. How much that. did it cost to, to fight the Iraq War and keep a carrier task fleet in the Gulf War in the Gulf and and a hundred thousand boots on the ground? And how much is it going to cost to clean I, up? I hate seeing these 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 people come back up you know, in body bags or whatever. I mean, it's like, you know, why? For yeah, it, it, if we didn't do that, what, what would gas cost? $10 a gallon? That, then everybody would be driving an electric car next year. You know what was funny? When we were at 450 I saw, I was watching CNBC, you know, and for people... That, Are you talking about the price of gas? Yeah, $4. Did you get that high up there? Oh, yeah. Wow. We got up there. You saw people on CNBC talking about we need electric cars they have to come they will be coming they are the next thing and just basically like putting their hands and knees on the ground and praying to the electric car mecca here because it's like you know they woke up because in reality is the thing you know one thing i was also involved with was politics and crisis creates change is the number one policy addict you know and it's the reality is that it's unfortunate but that's what creates the change. And now the change has been frustration, anger, whatever you want to call it, and we're moving. The more that, it, if you know, it was one thing I thought about when we were, we had left, you and I had left our respective utilities, is that, you know, the more they tried to kill it, the more the free market wanted it back. They didn't expect, Toyota didn't expect all those sales of Priuses. We got a movie that talked about it in its culture. That was almost equivalent to an inconvenient truth and for the electric car movement. We got another one coming out. So it's got that public cultural support that's needed. And now you've got incentives that even did start with the last administration coming and even getting stronger now. Uh, electric cars, they get it. It took them a while. It took them to crush an EV1 and put out a Hummer to get the point. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I had a friend of mine in Buffalo who always used to say, you know, this Buffalo po- political expression is like, you can talk to your blue in the face, but there's nothing like a good old crack upside the head with yeah. a baseball bat. Like a teamwork, you know? I mean, it's like, how are you going to get it? Because they don't. You know, it didn't. It, it couldn't take them to the junk bond status for them to figure it out. Right. It, 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 you know, it, you, it, it, you it, talked about the the 450 a gallon gasoline. Yeah, that's a lot of money and it's very inconvenient. But the really the the, the bad thing about it is that's 450 that's leaving our economy. You know, half of it, half of the oil that we import, or half of the oil that we use is imported. So that's money that's just flying out of our economy, going across over the seas, and we get absolutely nothing for it. When we start driving electric cars, all of that money stays here. And I don't mean just in the United States. It actually stays local. It stays in your town. Right. right. And that is very cool. That is a very cool thing because, you know, the reliability of our electric grid 
is just as important as providing electric car infrastructure. I mean, you need to have a safe, reliable grid to do that, and I'm, uh, you know, by having smart grid technology only helps that. Correct? I mean, it, it, absolutely. And selling kilowatt hours off peak strengthens the grid dramatically. Being able to make money at night is going to make these utilities so much stronger. They're going to be able to spend so much more money on the grid. For all those people out there that do have a copy of Build Your Own Electric Vehicle, I do talk about load leveling. So look maybe even in the table of contents for that. It, I think it's even in Build Your Own Plug-in, in Build Your Own Plug-in Hybrid Electric Vehicle as well. Uh, you'll be able to see issues of load leveling and its importance to the utility. So electric cars do that, and uh, that's important. Andy, just so you're aware, even if uh, we go off live, on the air, we still will be able to finish out this conversation. Everybody will be able to hear it on the uh, Blog Talk Radio, as well as I'll put it on Green Living Guy, and I guess you'll put it on your website as well. So, uh, sure. as we're as we're wrapping up the live component of this of this interview, I just want to thank you for doing what you're doing and t tell us about uh, load leveling as we're we're walking away, or is it what you think the economic incentives uh, are needed to make the electric car infrastructure better? Are there more incentives needed? Are there more things needed? Are you able to do this just as a company going door to door? Yeah, I would. there's one thing I would like to see. We do get federal tax incentives to install chargers, and those tax incentives are going to, they've been going on for two years, but really there haven't been any any demand for chargers, and there really hasn't been many chargers put in the ground. Like I said, I, we, have, we haven't even commissioned our first one. That's going to happen any day now. So sure. I think we really got pushed back a little bit, and people were not allowed to take advantage of the federal tax incentives. I'd like to see them uh, let those incentives go one more year, go, let them go into 2011, right. Um, right. because we couldn't take advantage of them. I don't have level two chargers yet. They're still in the pipeline. So um, you know, I can't okay. put them in the ground if I don't have them. Um, well, I, I think an important when note. That's an important point, even if People aren't hearing it right now. We'll, we'll, you know, I'll maybe even write up a story about it. Is that we still need the tax incentives because the electric cars have not come yet, and every time they do these two-year renewals, it only makes the point crazier, and it's only political control. They should be doing it every four to six, and just letting them renew every time instead of this political hot potato they're doing with every two years, and then they renew it. Um, when that make your that so you're saying those tax incentives are really beneficial to your business model? Absolutely, I, 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 they're supposed to run out at the end of the year. So I'm we're trying to get as many units in the ground as possible to take advantage of the, the tax incentives because we could we actually, you know, we couldn't have taken advantage of this uh, before because the units aren't available and there's. Right. No demand the for the cars. There either. Right. Right. The cars right. still aren't here. <laughs> the cars well, aren't going to be here till the end of the year, you know. Right. Well, I'll make some. Uh, I'll have some chats with people. We'll just put it that way about. That. Yeah, make a few phone calls for me. <laughs> I'll talk to some people about that. But bottom line is, we will communicate that effectively out there, people. That uh, we still need these tax incentives for the great economy. Well, they didn't get taken advantage of, so they didn't spend any money on them. So why not roll them over another year and actually do what you intended to do? Well, they might want to take it for pork barrel projects. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. When you spend it cleaning That's up the golf. That's my green humor. You know, they always talk yeah. about what the hell is green humor. Well, I guess I'm trying to invent it. So, you know, it, 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 this is what it is because you got to laugh at what, what the reality is of what they could be doing. So it's 
taking that money and throwing it in a pork barrel versus doing the right thing and having you create a sustainable business, uh, which is something we need to do for electric cars and plug-in hybrids to sustain itself. I mean, you know, look, I've got my house, right? Um, I could have infrastructure here. I think that would be straightforward. But when you go out there on the road, you need it in multiple places. And, yes, there are refueling stations, but it's going to take those boys a while to get on the buses, they would say, right? Or and there's there's quite a few people. I've seen I've seen numbers up to up to 40%. 40% of the people in the United States don't have garages. They don't have anywhere to charge at home. There's, there's so their only option is going to be public charging. And if you live in a condo or an apartment or just don't have a garage, what are you going to do? Right. You've got to go to public charging. And in um, so I guess in Florida, too, the thing I can think of is you must be doing, like, retirement communities and stuff like that. I haven't done any yet. I did get a, I got a call from one. I'm not, sh- honestly, I'm not sure if, if uh, retirees are going to embrace electric vehicles. I'll have to see. You know, and if there's actually well, at least in the in maybe the, coo- the level one uh, for their for their with golf the low cart speeders. Yeah, with the low yeah. speed vehicles. I mean, that's what started the whole low speed vehicle movement in the first place, which is, which is an unfortunate tragedy for somebody who was trying to get an early bird special on a golf cart on the road. So. That's why they created these safety standards, which is sad, yeah. but that's really what happened. So, you know, just throwing it out there, I just was curious because it, it could seem like at least a transitional model from, you know, cradle to grave of a person living. Uh, I, I think they've kind of, you know, if, you, if you're driving an EV or a low-speed vehicle, you you charge it at home and you've got a really small world, you've really got a really small radius. You know where you can go when you can't go. Right. I'm not really sure if people are going to take these low-speed vehicles you know, four times farther than they're driving them right oh, now. Oh, gosh, no, no. So I, I don't know if public charging is the answer for that. Uh, but when, when I was talking to the, the people from Nissan, Mark Perry was down here meeting with us, and he said that um, people that have electric vehicles right now, they have, a, they have a certain range, and because of range anxiety, they won't exceed, you know, they've got, a, they've got a relatively small world. But if you take public car charging and you put some public car chargers in that person's, uh, in their the circle that they that they don't exceed, they'll all of a sudden start driving twice as far from home as they did before. Whether they use the chargers or not, they just know that they're there and their their range anxiety is, is uh, quelled a little bit, and they'll drive a lot farther. Hmm. Hmm. Kind of like Prozac. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I remember when I did the Night the Think Clean Commute program, we had infrastructure at the train stations and infrastructure at people's homes. Yeah. And the number one thing people didn't like about the program was they couldn't take the car far enough. Yeah. So when you do have just, I'm basically saying and acknowledging that if that infrastructure is out there for people, people feel less, there is no anxiety. It goes away. Yeah, especially if they if if they can go to the grocery store and, and walk around for an hour and pick up enough miles to get home, then uh, then they, yeah they'll push the car farther. Well, they'll know what to do once they get the car because once you that's, get that's in, re- you know you I remembered from when I when I had the EV ones, I knew the exact distance from everywhere to everywhere. I had it down pat. All the all the FPL offices, I knew the exact distance from <laughs> everyone to everyone. <laughs> that's so cool. I mean, it, you know, I always tried pushing it with the RAV4 up here, 
because we used to do some, you know, this this range test to see how far we can do it from uh, going from New York or White Plains to New York and back, or like Lower Manhattan and back. And it, we were able to push it, but you know, it's because we had infrastructure on the other end. You know, that's why yeah. you feel not a problem, and that's like with gas too. That's why people don't care about gas. Why? Because there's tons of it everywhere right now, and people yeah. think it's just going to be tons everywhere forever. At the prices they're paying. Yeah. Notice how it went up a dollar <laughs> per gallon. Well, they've the already hit the limit. You know, they get it up to no. they get it up yeah. to four dollars. Nobody's going to scream until it gets above four dollars. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I and know. then they'll scream a little bit and they'll drop the price and then they've they've created a new ceiling. Yes. Yeah. And I think that that uh, you know as oil goes up and down, the bottom line is is it still in the eighty dollar barrel range right now, people? And you know, it it, it if you get a spike. You know, there are. I think even the military did an analysis, and they think it's going to be able to go up more than it went up the last time. So if that. And, happens, and what is what is this uh, this leaking oil in the Gulf going to do? You know, we're not going to have any more uh, offshore drilling plans. That I heard on the radio yeah, that that's gone out the door. <laughs> yeah, Schwarzenegger had a, a billion dollars in the California budget. Uh, that was going to be generated by offshore drilling, and they've already put the kibosh on that. So. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny how I mean, it's sad but funny how it takes something like this for people to figure it out. But you know what? It's fine. I'm, we're here. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You're doing your thing. You're building charging stations. You got your international man of mystery. Mr. Farkas going out there and, 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 and getting more clients on the on the regular, you know, internationally. Uh, I think your business model is really strong. It doesn't try and swap, which is a very futuristic, utopian thing, in my personal opinion. Um, and, I you know, I respect uh, Mr. Agassi for his efforts, but it's just not, in my opinion, yet um, feasible economically feasible or there, uh, whereas just doing putting pipes in the ground is very simple. And electricians know how to do it. It's not a difficult thing. And you know? cars sit all day long. They sit 90-something percent of their lives, so just put the chargers where the cars are sitting. Right, yeah. And, as, you know, as, as, as ranges, as the batteries get better and the ranges get farther, then there's going to be less and less need, I think, is my opinion, less and less need to swap batteries, you know? Correct. Because when your batteries go, you just get new ones. Yeah, and then, <laughs> you know? but then that's just one more battery that he has to inventory. You know. I don't. Well, look, I, I would love to interview him. He's more than welcome to come on Three Living Guns Show and explain his case uh, yeah. to Amer to the world on this one. But basically, you know, the reality is is that um, that's kind of like what we tried to do with the Clean Commute Program when I with the power authority was just put the avcons out there put the infrastructure out there you know it's that old expression right you ready build it and, and they, they will, will come, come. <laughs> and on that note green living guy saying one small step at a time and today's small step is recognizing that there are car companies out there doing their thing to bring electric cars but you have the electric car charging group out there bringing you the chargers which is going to be just as important. It's going to get rid of your range anxiety. It's going to get rid of your concerns when you're out there on the road. You're going to want to, as we said, push that vehicle more, that electric car. And that's what's really important is pushing 
your vehicle to go as far as you could so that you're not using that gas and we keep our energy here locally, built locally, made locally. And thank you very much, Annie, for your time. I really appreciate it. And uh, if you've got any future times, you're more than welcome to come on the show. And, yeah, I was going to uh, say, let's, let's do this again at some point in the future once, once some things have changed and I'll update you. Love, okay? to, love to talk okay. with you. Love to talk. Yeah, you're more than welcome to come back on and we'll, we'll get the word out for you about that. But uh, definitely today's word also is we need to keep the tax incentives on the books for electric car infrastructure. Exactly. Okay? Does that help? Does that help a little Absolutely. bit? Absolutely. Okay? And all those people out there that, that get it, they're listening to the Green Living Guy right now, we're going to be listening to it soon, uh, the full recording of this. Don't forget, okay, do the right thing and tell Keep your legislators it. to accept Yeah, it's not like we, we want more money. We just didn't get to use the money because right. the... <laughs> The no, 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 right. Around, you're not yeah. asking you to spend more money. You're asking them to commit to the money they've already agreed to spend. Right. Rather than they didn't taking get spent. it and putting it somewhere else. Just giving us another year to spend it, that's all. There's nothing wrong with that. You haven't spent right. it. <laughs> right. We're doing what they wanted us to do in, in the first place. Correct. You're doing the business model. Just, yeah, I think that's that's important. So... Thank you very much, Andy, and uh, Green Living Guy saying out. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.